0: The Captain's Run with Sam Edmund. (laughs) Good morning, everybody. Hello and welcome to The Captain's Run. So for the first time this year, season 2023, we can preview rather than review. The first Thursday night black hole of the year took place last night. I'll come back to that in a moment. But in its absence, I wanted to start with one of the more contentious equalisation measures implemented by the AFL in recent times. The good old... Cost of living allowance. The AFL announced the phasing out of cola way back in 2014. It was scaled back in 15 and 16, and eventually abolished in 2017. As we know, the straw that broke the back of an increasingly controversial AFL policy with Sydney's stunning $10 million nine-year poaching of Lance Franklin from Hawthorne. Now in its place came a watered down accommodation subsidy scheme for eligible players on lesser contracts. But as we sit here now in 2023 and with Gold Coast's struggles once again front of mind and GWS last year under cap pressure and losing stars, I'm wondering today Is the competition as equal and fair as it can possibly be? Can the AFL do more to ensure equality? Because don't worry, the clubs are asking. We've got a salary cap, a soft cap, and a draft. There are three pillars of equalisation. But what happens when you have a club in a market where there are precious few homegrown players and it's far more expensive to live and you're not winning games? That's the Suns and, to a lesser extent, the Giants right now And that's an uneven playing field. Our two newest clubs are in a unique position. Now, when they hit the skids and move on from a coach, it comes with the threat of losing players too. You only have to look at GWS last year and the departures of Hopper and Taranto was proof of that. Player retention has easily been Gold Coast's biggest issue since their inception. Yes, they've made tremendous progress in this regard of late – but like an elastic band, that player of faith will snap if Stuart Jew and company can't right the ship in the next 12 to 24 months. So for all the progress the Suns have made in creating an environment players want to be in, and they have, it would take a brave person to argue history won't continue to repeat if the Suns need another reset. Now, I know what a lot of you will be thinking this morning. The Suns can't get their act together, and every year this comes up, and granted, They are 1-4, and largely for other reasons, of their own doing, and they would acknowledge that. They need to get their on-field in order fast, starting with an enormous home game against North Melbourne this weekend. And, yep, the Gold Coast were handed those hefty draft assistance packages by the AFL in 2019 that included a glut of priority picks, academy access, and extra list spots, among other things. But the extra picks aren't a long-term fix. They only jump on the carousel that's already spinning. The Suns lobbied for an extra salary cap allowance and were knocked back, I think... They should have got it. The Suns have finished... Just let's catalogue this. The Suns have finished last, second last, 14th, 12th, 16th, 15th, second last, second last, last, 14th, 16th, and 12th. In Season 13, there's been no chance of finals. Not a whiff. Now, the lifestyle is great there, but when the years of not winning pile up and you're playing in front of smaller crowds every week, there's a realisation that this is not what you dreamt about as a kid. And in most instances, the players are leaving. They're leaving for less so Sydney is Australia's most expensive city, but the skyrocketing cost of home ownership and renting on the Gold Coast is real. Now this was AFL Players Association president Paul Marsh on SEN Breakfast earlier this week. I think the cost of living is a significant issue, you know, in particularly in New South Wales. But you know, we're talking to Gold Coast, for example. The cost of rental properties up there at the moment now is um, is even more than Sydney. And <laughs> having, having to actually put players up there. So they're the sort of things that you're going to look at and go, well, if, if we're genuine about this fundamental of the competition, how do we sort of try to get to a point where it is actually genuinely equal? Because n- not having success on the field is going to be a problem for retention, just as much as culture and environment is going to be. So it is something that we've put to the AFL, um. I think they're open to this conversation, Um, and I think it's not just for the men's comp, it's for the women's comp too. So that's Paul Marsh. That's the boss of the player union. Now, there's no doubt they need a cost of living allowance. Isn't it just common sense? And adding to all of this is the fact that the Suns and the Giants, as the less established clubs of the non-traditional northern states, have to pay more to keep talent, and that stresses their cap. So that means the big fish don't come into the club. They swim out. Now, the AFL actually took Kohler away at the same time free agency opened up, which made it difficult for clubs like Gold Coast and GWS. The irony, of course, as we mentioned, is that it was Sydney and Buddy that enraged rival clubs and saw the AFL crack down. But throw the extra cost of living on top, and they're categorically shortchanged. Now, Richmond champion Wayne Campbell, he's worked at the AFL, but more recently at GWS and Gold Coast. The Suns football manager explained it like this on Sports Day with Jared and Kane last night.
1: In an equalised competition that has a soft cap, a salary cap and a draft, by very definition, if you're in an area where less players come from mm. and it's more expensive to live, it becomes unequal. So the the equalisation measures absolutely have to be looked at. I heard Paul Marsh talking about that on the radio the other morning. Um, and, yeah, as someone, again, that's lived in Sydney and now live on the Gold Coast and see the, the difficulty that – there's advantages and disadvantages everywhere. The Perth clubs have to travel four hours on a plane every second week. That's a disadvantage. But you know the Melbourne clubs get enormous advantages of playing the MCG, uh, bigger crowds. Uh, 65% of the pop of the of the draft comes out of Victoria, so therefore they don't have to move states. Um, there has to be something come back the other way. I reckon at this stage there's yeah. not. The north our academy system is our only advantage, and we need to make sure we 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 fully maximise that. Which we we feel like we will this year. We've got some good kids coming through, um, but at this stage, other than a beautiful place to live, uh, which it certainly is, uh, but it's be- becoming more expensive. Yeah, we we feel there has to be some 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 equalisation measures looked at and some advantages come back our way.
0: So Campbell went further to say, as an example, a club like Geelong, whereby you know is a cheaper area, lots of players come from that part of uh, of the country. Then perhaps you get less to spend in the cap. And and Paul Marshall, who mentioned, said. Competitive balance issues were a focus for the player body in their conversations with the league. Is it genuinely equal? The AFL are open to the conversation we're told around finding greater equality. Do you agree? 1300 736 736. It's the number for the captain's run. All thanks to State Transport. Our people are your solution. The 40 Wings Temper is available to you. double 98 1116. Temper a mattress like no other. I've got a prize to give away as well today. Uh, we have 18 holes for two, Cart Club Mandalay, and a family pass. How good's this? To Essendon and Geelong next week to give away. Uh, Andrews in Nidri on the subject of Cola. Andrew, good morning to you.
2: Yes, good morning, Sam. Sam, look, I'm fully supportive of GWS and the Gold Coast (laughs) because I believe in the national competition. So I believe that um, uh, they should be given a lot more support. Um, I know people might not like that, but it'll it'll take a few more years before they um, settle. But I think one of the biggest issues for me is, is that uh, when you play in front of no, no, not a, no crowds mm. or very little crowds, players are, are performers. Okay, they love performing in big in games and big crowds, and 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 yeah. You know, and if you continually play, virtue of nobody in the in the ground, um, that has a that has an effect on your psychic, um, especially if you're a good player. Um, and then, you know, and someone comes along and says, well, would you like to play in front of 80,000 people each week or 50,000 people each week, um, you know, blah, 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 um, you, you start to listen to that because um, I think that the actual pricing issues for Gold Coast and GWS should be flipped on its head and I reckon they should even let people in for free or very little cost to get into games uh, for, first, for the next couple of years to just get that atmosphere going. mm and that um, I think more support should be given to the players to stay up there until their academies and their, um, their youth programs kick in so they can have their own, you know, rather than going to market all the time to get players interstate and all the rest of it, they can they can grow their own. Andrew, and have-
0: yeah. Mate, appreciate the call. And, I, and and longer-term contracts initially for draftees has been a, a bone of contention, particularly for GWS as well. You're right on the crowds, though, on the environment. I mean... Players will invest and they'll get to their mid-20s. And if the club's not winning and they're, and they're playing in front of 10,000, they have a – it's almost like football's equivalent of a midlife crisis, and thinking this isn't what I wanted to get out of my AFL career. I've got to move now before the it's too late. Move while the going's good. That's almost another issue. And texts like this annoy me. So this text came in from Couchy in Watsonia. Cry me a river, Couchy says. Can't afford rent while making five times the average salary. It's not about that. It's just about. It's not about millionaires affording million dollar properties. It's about equality speak to any player who's played for multiple clubs like Tom Mickey and they will swear black and blue that it is a real issue for a player like him. who was uh, moved from Perth where he, he could have uh, afforded whatever he could have with his wife and kids to now move to Sydney where he can afford a quarter of the same prop. It is a factor in players decision-making when they move. It's not an equal playing field. It's not about the rich getting richer or the rich of not, you know, it's not about that Couchy, It's a separate issue. Uh, Paul's in South Yarra. Paul, welcome.
3: Uh, yeah, uh, good morning.
0: What do you want to have your say on cola there, uh, Paul, or a separate issue?
3: Uh, yeah, it's, well, a slightly separate issue. I've just been listening to uh, what, what you've been talking about. Um, I, I know that we're, we're, the AFL is trying to get a team established in Tasmania. I know it's contingent on a stadium and some other factors. Um, but given how Gold Coast are struggling, and like you've been saying, they're, uh, they're struggling to also retain players, uh, there would definitely be a, a talent pool of players in Tasmania who would love to play for Tasmania and more than likely commit to staying in that state for the long term. Mm. Would it be, what would you think about maybe if the AFL looked at relocating a Gold Coast or maybe even a GWS down the track to help get that Tasmanian team up with a blended uh, format of local players and players who are already in
0: the AFL business. Yeah, I just don't think that's going to happen, Paul. I think mean, the AFL are absolutely invested to making Gold Coast work for however long it takes. Uh, obviously, they're pouring uh, you know millions upon millions of dollars into that into that club. I just can't see that happening. Um, I think they're there to stay. Um, the AFL are on record is saying that. I just can't see, and Tasmania on record as well as saying they're not interested in a relocated club. They've They've come too far and and put too much into establishing their own franchise as opposed to getting a club relocated down there. I just don't think that's going to fly on both sides of the fence. But appreciate your call, Paul. Uh, Tim's in Doreen. A stack of calls on the uh, open line, uh, all thanks to EFS. They deliver simple freight solutions. It's 1300 736 736. Good morning to you there, Tim. G'day. How are you? I'm
3: well. That's the way. So, yeah, just listening to the conversation and um – I just can't get my head around. So the Gold Coast want to be able to spend more, but the problem is, and this is part of the conversation we need to have, the Gold Coast Coast aren't making the revenue to be able to spend more. They're they're currently existing on massive AFL handouts. And I just want to put forward from a fan's perspective what frustrates me around the expansion teams, and I think we should be having conversations about this more frequently. And I was listening to the last caller, and you said, look, the AFL are determined that the, the, the expansion teams aren't going anywhere well, at some point, we've got to have the conversation because effectively, the grassroots footy fan is paying for it. So if you're struggling to pay your Fox Footy subscription or your KO subscription, or if you're putting up with gambling ads during the, the broadcast because of the the fact that the broadcasters, to, to pay the billion-dollar broadcast deals, need to rely on things like gambling advertising, you're effectively contributing to the revenue that's propping up Gold Coast and the GWS. And then they're saying, well, we want to spend more, and we want to spend more. Well, it's... It, the only thing they can point to, as far as I'm aware, Sam, is that the participation rates are up. And whilst that's a positive, that's not, it's not putting money back into the game, if, if you hear me. Like, you know, yeah, but we've got,
0: to, we've got to help them help themselves, I don't we, Tim. And did we expect anything less? Like It was always going to be the case, wasn't it, that they were going to require significant financial help for, for generations, potentially.
3: Yeah, but but again, like that—is that—is that okay? Is it okay to say we're going to for generations well, lose look at money Sydney. on this look, venture? Look, at, look sure at Sydney.
0: Look at the Swans for an example. Would, would you look at them as the Exhibit A in the case to follow?
3: Well, the Swans are highly successful, but the problem with the Swans is the Swans are always at the top of the ladder. If the Swans went through a period at the bottom of the ladder, like Brisbane did, so Brisbane was highly successful, then they mm. went through a period at the bottom of the ladder, and then they were starting to to lose money until they turned it around recently. There is always a risk, and has the AFL gone too far into those markets with these two expansion teams? Look, I don't know, Sam, but I think it's, it's worth thinking about if they're going to pay more, that take, that's going to be more money that's going to have to be generated by... Yeah. Um, Other sources, anyway. That's, I guess, the point I was trying to make.
0: Yeah, no, good on you, Tim. And you mentioned Brisbane. And look, that's what the AFL say in regards to the argument against reintroducing cola. They say, well, look at Brisbane's uh, more recent rise under Chris Fagan without cola. Shows that it is possible. You know, build it and they will come success-wise. I just think it's an equalisation measure. And I thought Wayne Campbell articulated it perfectly um, on Sports Day last night with the boys. I think we've got time for one more call before we get to our first break, but the open line will remain exactly that. Let's go to Ash in Frankston. Ash, welcome to you. Yeah, g'day,
4: mate. Um, yeah, look, I just want to say that um, I just it should never have happened um, the, the AFL establishing a team in the Gold Coast. And, and my, the point I want to make is that no one's from there as far as AFL sort of fans go, you know, and, and it, it's a transient city. Anyone that lives there is from somewhere else. And if they are born there, they're, they're not interested in AFL, you know, and it's, it is a shame, but I just think it was a massive error. And how long are we going to continue with, um, you know, with this experiment? It, it's, I, I just, I think it's a doomed, um, it, it's just a doomed club, unfortunately. And I, I just think, that's my point, really. No no one cares about AFL up there, and they never will. And and it's sad, but that's just the, the
0: nature of it. I'm, yeah. afraid. I'm not sure about that, Ash. I'm going to respectfully disagree. I spent a lot of time on the Gold Coast. i got some family there. You mentioned it's a transient city, so a lot of people coming there aren't from there. But a lot of people coming there are from football states, if you want to call it, traditionally speaking, who do have an interest in AFL. And the participation rates, I know people don't want to hear it, but it's true. But it's a long-term investment. It's going to take generations to come good. I think if we can put a club in the heart of Sydney and watch it succeed, then we can certainly set one up on the Gold Coast for all the unique challenges that present itself there. I'm in for the long haul. The AFL clearly are. I just think they need a little bit of help, and it all comes back to equality, which comes in many shapes and forms. And I know we can't correct all of them. I just think this is one... ...that we can absolutely correct. The cost of living, it is a real issue. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 You know what? We've been accused in here of being the Carlton Show, the Brisbane Lions, Owl, the Crows, the Tigers. But we've got a blank canvas today. There's no Thursday Night Football to dissect... So you're welcome to join us to preview round six. You can have your say on cola. There's a live golf tournament you might have heard about, the inaugural one in Australia that's about to kick off in Adelaide. We've got a massive McCafe menu ahead of us, which I'll detail shortly. So Dwayne, Sammy, Simon, Link, Mark, hold on. We're going to be with you as soon as we possibly can, starting after this little break. The Captain's Run with Sam Edmund. Jungle. Just a stack of texts coming through on uh, cola, whether it should or shouldn't return off the text. uh, Sydney teams definitely need Cola back in some form. Trying to attract players to move away from home to an environment where they will have less is near impossible. And a lot of people texting in from the Gold Coast. Russell, there's actually a thriving second division and lower leagues cultural footy on the coast. If they get the suns going well, there is no reason the club shouldn't thrive in the future. Just got to get through the establishment process. The Swans already had a big fan base, I'm told, here in South Melbourne when they were relocated. They are more of an advantage than the Suns do at the moment. I'm not sure if you're old enough to remember watching the old Sydney games at the SCG, though, with the Swanettes up in the stands and about 200 people watching. My goodness, it was a depressing sight. As Adam says here, it took the Swans a quarter of a century to win a grand final after South Melbourne were relocated to Sydney. But we'll go back to the open line, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 I haven't forgotten about those prizes either. I've got the 18 holes of golf with a cart club, Mandalay, for two... And I've got a family pass. Should be a big game next week. The Cats and the Bombers at the MCG. Sam's in Oak Park. Sam, welcome to the Captain's Run.
5: Good uh, G'day, Sam. Nice name. Yeah. Um, so, basically, I, my thoughts on cholera, it's about it actually increases inequality. A house, let's say you're saying the same house is worth $1 million in Western Australia and $2 million in Sydney. I know I'm being extreme. That's the value of the house. So when when their, when their career is done and they leave it someone is going to own a two million dollar house yeah someone's going to own a one million dollar house so then they, they, then they want to go back home and go back to Victoria or go wherever they're from or just change their lives someone can then sell their house for two million dollars this is and David King's yeah yeah
0: Sam this is David King's argument to a T. What what you what you invest is what you get out correct
5: yeah so the house is worth that that's what it's worth and it doesn't matter where it is. So people, that's the reason they go to, they flood to the cities. It's because mm. they want that. It, it might be harder to get a property, but that's what it's worth. It has to be done on the fan base. I, I agree with the other caller about five callers back where he said, um, free tickets, treat it like the, the AFLW, um, really put into a fan base, get the fans into it. And once the fans love it, then they'll attract hey, then it's, the, com- the it's, it's
0: coming, to Sam. It's coming. It just takes a long time. And, and we mentioned Sydney, It is coming. I've seen the Auskick numbers up at the Gold Coast. I've been there. I've seen it for myself. It is coming. It's just going to take time. But in the meantime, how can we help them help themselves is my overarching argument. But appreciate your take as well, Sammy. Hang around on the line. I'll flick you the 18 holes of golf for two with a cart at Club Mandalay. Good on you. Appreciate you getting involved. Simon's up in the nation's capital, Canberra. Uh, GWS are in action there this weekend, I think. Simon, welcome.
3: G'day, Sam. Uh,
6: Obviously, there's a lot of mechanisms and levers that need to be pulled to make GWS and Gold Coast more relevant. But in the, in the females, the women's competition, two marquee players in the team would make a big difference. Why not develop on the women's side, win premierships on the women's side by giving each of them you
7: know, two, three class picks that aren't counted in their salary cap. You get the girls on board, you get the families on board. Mm. It's, it should be a natural progression from there.
0: Good on you, Simon. Uh, coming, Simon, coming back to the participation uh, there and encouraging new fans. Uh, this one just dropped as well off the text. Morning, I live in Brisbane. I work on the Gold Coast. AFL junior footy is massive here. The AFL had a, a 25-year plan for this. Watch Gold Coast kids in the next five to 10 years. Link's in Brisbane. Link, welcome to you. Yeah, mate, how are you? I'm well. Good, thanks for having me on. No worries. Um, I just I just
6: wanted to talk to all the Victorians there. I'm a former Victorian, live up here. Yeah, if Anyone, if anyone who had a bad opinion about the expansion teams came up here, either to Sydney or Gold Coast or Brisbane and live, you'd actually find it very unequal. And we're not playing in the same uh, park, I guess is the best way to put it. We have competing codes, competing teams and so on and so forth, all for the, for the young fans and so on and so forth. So we do need a little bit of extra up here, realistically. Good um, on them, and yeah. that's, that's, the, that's the players and everything, mm. everything else. It's actually, uh, my, my request would be, how about we assess this after a century of football up here, just like Collingwood got, Carlton got, Melbourne got, and so on and so forth. Because all those teams have received handouts um, over the last 30 years. So we're just getting what everyone else got. We don't come from the same place.
0: Thanks, Link. Uh, Good on you for ringing in, mate. Um, Appreciate it. Uh, We need to get to the headlines shortly, but I've got Aaron, Mark, Rocco and Mike to get to. We might even just get to Aaron right now, actually, because uh, there is a big golf tournament starting today at the Grange Golf Club over there in Adelaide. Liv's inaugural tournament, of course. You might have heard Greg Norman on with Kane and Kingy earlier. Aaron, uh, Liv uh, is on your menu. Welcome to you. Morning, how are we? We're well. That's good. Uh, you know, I just wanted
3: to ring up because uh, uh, obviously, for example, I was on this morning.
0: We might let you go there, Aaron. Sorry, we might get you to call back in. The line uh, was horrific, unfortunately, but uh, keen to hear from you. I know you wanted to talk uh, some golf, which I'm keen to do today as well. So maybe uh, grab another line and we'll get you on as soon as we can. Uh, Mark, Rocco, Mike, Robbo, sit tight. I-, I, love, I love the cola debate. I think it's one worth having. Equality comes in many forms. Some of them we can't address. This one would appear to be An obvious one for mine, anyway. Uh, And we can talk cricket. We can talk Ashes squads. The McCafe menu today. Simon Goodwin speaking shortly, actually, in about 10 minutes. We'll bring you some of that. We're going to have a chat to uh, Sydney Swans forward now. We can call him Harry Cunningham. Swans are venturing down to Geelong this weekend. Their first game against their grand final nemesis, Geelong. We'll have a chat to Harry. Michael Barlow, AFL Nation's very own, will preview round six. Richard Hummerston will join us. Theo Channel 7, will set the scene for us over there in Adelaide. He's on the ground, over at the Grange Golf Club. So we'll just get the mood of Adelaide, the sporting capital of Australia at the moment, off the back of Gather Round. Andy Harper, of course, is our world football regular. Miles Fitzner is our racing regular. And Milo might be on the ground over there as well at the Grange. Celine Moody's going to join us as well. That's all thanks to McCafe, our official coffee partner. So much to get to, so little time, but we can't miss out on Anna Pavlou's news headlines. Back after this. Anna, thank you. Uh, this text was up at Coffs Harbour last weekend. Was at the pub Saturday night. No, couldn't watch the footy. They had border patrol up on the TVs. No exposure. These teams need help. Uh, let's go back to Aaron though, who's uh, line might have carked it earlier. You're out in sky, Aaron. We'll try again. Take two.
4: Morning, mate. Is that better?
0: Ah, much better. Crystal clear. Let's Beautiful. talk. Let's talk no some golf.
4: Let's talk some golf. Look, I, I, I've been a. I've played golf since I was ten. I've been a golf fan for 25 years and. This, for what Greg Norman has managed to do with with this Live Golf and to bring the best players in the world down here who, it's the flow and effect of this for juniors and for the junior programs and getting kids excited and engaged to see Dustin Johnson, Phil Mickelson, who the PGA Tour would never have, mm. ever have allowed, um, It's just amazing. So it's a big thank you to to Greg Norman and to live golf for all the detractors for what this is going to do for golf in the smaller countries in growing the game um, is, is amazing. And we had Rory McIlroy come out and say that, you know, um, PJ tour grows the game of golf, but I'd love a reporter to say to Rory, take yourself back to your 11 year old self in Northern Ireland. If a golf group started up and said we'll bring in the best players in the world to northern ireland at that point would you have said oh well it's not the pga tour so i'm not going to go and watch of course yeah, you would
0: yeah
4: um and you're going to see these guys up close and they're going to interact and as i said i mean i love golf i love playing i love i love sort of watching it, and this is the shot in the arm that golf in this country needs, and I can't wait to see, over the next five to ten years, what it does for junior programs across this country, and what talent we may actually unearth. Obviously, we're not going to be able to quantify it, but um, I think that the the world stage is going to be set in ten to fifteen years, literally on the back of this. So, kudos to Greg Norman and well done.
0: Good on you, Aaron. Well said. We're going to talk some golf a little bit later on. Obviously, they tee off uh, over there in our final hour, about quarter to twelve. So, we'll definitely touch base uh, with Theo Miles Fitzner as well, and we'll have a chat about golf a bit later on in the show. Mark's in uh, Melton, Mark, you want to talk cola? What's your what's your take? Should it come back?
6: No, I don't necessarily think so. Though I don't I, I don't envy the AFL in the decisions that they have to make. Essentially, all of these issues go away off the back of a winning culture. If you think about Sydney, yes, it took them 25 years, but once they started featuring regularly in the big dance, all of the talk around or attracting players, Victoria-based drafts, so on and so on, all disappeared. I think once GWS and Gold Coast Suns put that winning culture together, There's more people living in both of those areas from Victoria than ever before. Mm. More people naturally attracted and, and proponents of the AFL game and brand. I think once they put together that winning culture, the fans come, the purse increases. All of these doubts and questions will go away.
0: Good on you, Mark. No, winning culture definitely helps. Don't get me wrong. Just coming back to Cola though. I mean, we had a caller earlier saying, you know, what you invest is what you get out. It's all relative, of course, at the back end, but that, that doesn't, that only applies if you can get in in the first place. I mean, not everyone is Lance Franklin who, who is playing there. So young guys or run-of-the-mill players or role players who have to rent, who can't even afford to get into the market. And and I mentioned Tom is he's a perfect example earlier Um but in regards to Queensland and the participation rates, we're told, and a lot of texts coming through here, that the game has never been healthier in that part of the country, and that is exciting. I've got a long text here. I can't get to it all, um, and it, it, some of it's cut off at so long, but it's, it's from a text saying, I'm fired up. I tried calling in. The line was busy. I moved to the coast as a 10-year-old in '95. The population was 250,000. There were seven local clubs. At school, I copped aerial ping-pong, etc. Fast forward to 23. The population is over 600 thousand more than the whole of tasmania we have heaps of junior clubs at my son's local cl- club we have to cap numbers because we can't hold any more kids and this is common for any club south of surfers paradise it is now common that aussie rules is the number one sport um, a lot of those texts coming through in regards to the state of the game in uh in queensland on the coast particularly rocco's in east bentley rocco i know you've been waiting on the line patiently mate welcome to the captain's run
6: No worries. Thank you, Sammy. How are you this morning?
0: I'm going all right. It's a Friday. How can you not be excited?
6: Oh, mate, pumped for this week's round of footy, mate. Um, I'll just put my little two bobs in in regards to... um equalisation and clubs and Gold Coast and GWS working, a lot of people have short-term memories. Like, you can look at stronghold traditional Melbourne custodian footy clubs like Melbourne, North Melbourne, Carlton, Collingwood, Hawthorne. They've all been in a, an area of financial difficulty and not having crowd attendances and having yeah. you know, handouts from the AFL. Mm. You know, I think everyone needs to just stick fat in regards to GWS, Gold Coast and potentially Tasmania because at the end of the day, people miss the, fa- miss the facts. AFL is the largest growing game in the land and it's probably the most best feud game in the land. And I think participation rates are high. I think people just need to be patient with these clubs Put in a few mechanisms in regards to maybe attendance at the games for visually to get people at the games. But I think in another 10, 15, 20 years when these clubs build fan bases and people love that product in Queensland and Sydney, this conversation will go away. So I reckon they will come good.
0: I agree with that last point, Rocco. But a lot of those clubs you just mentioned have got established footholds, strongholds in, in the game who have got large supporter bases and corporate support to lean on when times do get tough. I mean, you can't compare them to, to Gold Coast and GWS, who are, especially GWS. Like we're talking participation numbers on Gold Coast. That's, that's exciting. They don't in the West of Sydney. They don't, they don't have that. The, the participation rates are still very low in that part of the country. So we like an equal competition. Do we not? We, we've, we can't have the cycle repeating for these clubs. We can't have them getting the high picks, developing the talent and then having that talent leave. And I think anything we can do to equalise it, uh, and maybe people don't want to hear it, I think the better. If we can take – put our – sort of patriotism to our clubs for one side for a moment and acknowledge that the game needs to be as equal as it possibly can be. I think the game, the sport, we all benefit. The captain's run is for state transport. Our people are your solution. So many calls lined up here. Uh, Mike, we might get to you because you've been waiting for a long time and I know you want to talk uh, cricket with us quickly, the Ashes squad name this week. Welcome to
2: you.
6: Thanks, mate. Yeah, just want to get your opinion. Um, Just with Cameron Bancroft being left out, do you feel like he's getting... Judge for sins of the past, still because the guy that he used to be—if you made the runs in the shield—you were very high up to go on tour with the yeah. Australian team. But the
2: guy's had an absolute cracker of a season, averaging sixty, but gets overlooked. Surely, but, surely, know, really, Mike,
0: surely not for historical reasons. Surely,
6: you—I don't know. It, it just feels like he—you know—he's just been snubbed for it because. What else? Why else wouldn't you take him? You're, you're taking Renshaw for a, a couple of very well-made um, innings against the in the Australian A, but he's got a very good backlog of you know of runs um, that have come up in the Shield mm. this year. And so, Marcus Harris, I don't know, name just too. Yeah, sit right.
0: Yeah, Marcus Harris. No. They've named effectively. What have they named? They've named four openers, haven't they, in this squad. Um, so competition was fierce. Well, I, I agree with you, though. He couldn't have done any more, came back. Surely there's not an historical overlay to his non-selection. Um, maybe we're getting down to splitting hairs. I, I, if anyone's got a theory, uh, I'm open to it. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Appreciate it, Mike. Hey, Robo's on the line. Les, Dom, Richard, and Tom. Uh, there's some live... Calls here. There's some cola calls as well. Uh, there's so much to get to today, and we'll get to all of your calls on the other side of it on the captain's run. Still got that family pass, so we'll give that away shortly to the bombers and the cats next week. Stay with us on the captain's run. We'll be back right after this. Jungle Here's a text flying the flag for Sydney on a broader scale. The AFL has done nothing to assist the development of the game in Sydney, says this texter. They have overlooked them for every event, like the GF and the Gather Round, despite these events being able to hold more people than they did in SA and Queensland. No marquee games. There is no AFL at all being played in Sydney these school holidays. Let's whip through the open line, thanks to EFS delivering simple freight solutions. There's a stack of them. Let's get into Safety Beach here in Victoria. Robbo, welcome.
7: guys Sammy, how are you? I'm well here. Um, yeah, just bring up two points with cola. Mm. But before I do that, all these people complaining about not having footy last night, um, we're going to have footy for the next five days and night. So <laughs> I think good, we celebrating that.
0: That's a good point, Robbo. And I am one of those whinging, it must be said.
7: <laughs> I heard that. Um, yeah, can I bring up two points about cola? Of course. Okay. Um, I'll go along with your argument that they, the Northern Club should get cola if you say that they're going to be in trouble for the next 50 years. Then all right, give them coal say the next ten years.
2: Mm-hmm. Then
7: help them that way. But if you're just saying give them coal at carte blanche, that's I no, no, no. Right. Oh look, I
0: mean, Robert, the way I look at it is give it to them until they they until it's not relevant. It, it's clearly relevant at the moment.
7: Yeah, it's probably going to take fifty years. But all right, another point. We sold our house in the outer eastern suburbs of Melbourne five years ago when we got nearly one point five million. That house now is probably worth two million. Mm. Are we going to give coal to the Melbourne clubs?
0: Uh, no, we're not going to give cola to the Melbourne clubs. Um, no, but go on, Robbo, with your point. A
7: house in Melbourne is going to cost you one to two million. There's not really houses under one million in Melbourne now. Yep,
0: yep, yep. But the, it's not not on a par with Sydney, is it?
7: Oh, I'd just say I'd say it is because we're we're on a par with Sydney with as far as housewives go. I mean, if you're living on the the beaches, like uh, I don't know, some point in, in, in Sydney, it's probably going to cost you $5 million. Yeah. But just the general suburbs, like uh, Western, Greater Western Sydney, it's probably going to cost you the same as Melbourne.
0: Yeah. Well, the data would say otherwise if we're looking at median house prices, Robert. But I, you're saying it's in the margins anyway, so I, I take your point.
7: Anyway, all right. Have a good day, mate. I'm going to enjoy the footy for the next five days. Good
0: on you, Rob. I appreciate it. Uh, Let's go out to Swan Hill. Les uh, wants to talk about tackling. Hasn't the dangerous tackle been a source of conjecture over the week? G'day, Les.
4: How you going, mate?
0: What's your thoughts?
4: Um, I think that the player with the ball, if he gets tackled, no matter what, this awards the tackler, it's a free kick. So if he can't get rid of the ball, no matter what, no excuse. Free kick. If you get dumped on the head, you they know the rules. You're you're out. But the player with the ball knows they're going to get a free kick against them if they don't get rid of the ball. Therefore, uh, they're going to get rid of the ball quicker. You know, rather than be tackled.
0: Isn't that holding the ball, ballers?
4: Yeah, but when do they give holding the ball these days? They never do.
0: All right. Okay. Well, the rules are in place. I mean, uh, the player knows if they get caught and they don't get rid of it. Chances are it's going to be holding the ball. But uh, I appreciate you calling in, mate. At one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Dom's in Burwood. Dom, let's talk some golf, mate.
6: Yeah. Look. Look. I, I think golf's in a really. Look, I love the PGA. Uh, the live golf. Yeah. Look. It's great that that these players are coming to Melbourne. Mm-hmm. I think. Sorry, coming to Australia. There's a lot of things I don't I don't like about, about some of the live golf. I mean. There's probably only seven players that can virtually win any tournament. Um, just one, I reckon with these guys, I reckon if they play 14 live tournaments, if they can play four majors, I don't reckon a lot of them would want to play much more golf than that.
0: Yeah, no, good point, Dom. What what I would say around live is that, you know, we've been starved of elite level golf, haven't we? I mean, outside of the odd President's Cup. So it shouldn't come as a huge surprise that it's been so well received in Adelaide and in Australia, but for mine, it needs an exciting tournament or the novelty appeal can fade pretty quickly. I mean, that's my read anyway, those itching for it need to see something substantial too. Now the, the pointy end of the masters was live heavy too, which does bode well. So Reed, Kepka, Mickelson, all at their moments, John Rahm, obviously ultimately cruise clear, Cam Smith's been down, but what better time and a place to turn it all around. You know, ditto, ditto Phil Mickelson as well. So a big name in contention here would be nice Two, even better a playoff, even better. It, I reckon it needs something exciting as well to frank, I guess, the buzz that's uh, preceded the tournament starting today. Good on you, Dom. Uh, Richard's in Sydney. Just enough time for you, Richard. GWS Gold Coast? Yeah, well,
6: um I, I said, I can see it growing up here for starters. Uh, my son took up OzKig. We're in the sort of southwest of Sydney uh, three years ago. In the first year, there was probably 25 kids. The next year, there was... Mm. 30 odd, and this year I think they said there's going to be 59 kids starting tonight, so it's definitely growing. And like it's like anything, I barrack for resident, I'm not a GWS or because I'm originally from Melbourne, but it could flows on. So, those children in 20 years' time they'll back for Sydney or they'll back for the GWS or like a Gold Coast, right. And then they'll take their family along and
4: all them will back for them. And so the Swannies. Remember back in the day before Brass took over
0: and that, there was no one going. Yeah. Yeah, he I mentioned that, mentioned, the, that. mentioned those so, days yeah. earlier. Yeah, they were a depressing sight on a weekly basis. They've come a long way. Um, no doubt about it. Uh, Richard, good context from you. Appreciate uh, the call. Stop calling it cola, Sammy, please. It's a competitive balance allowance. The cola allowance concept has too many flaws. Well, these things can be regulated and policed and they can be – they can force clubs to use them in specific ways. We can get bogged down in semantics. My argument is it's an equalisation lever that can be pulled, and I think the time is to pull it now. Speaking of uh, pulling levers, we need to pull one for the break. More calls at 10.30. No problems with that. We'll open the lines up again, but we're not too far away from having a chat. To Harry Cunningham, her first guest off the McCaffey menu from the Sydney Swans shortly.